Ready? It's a long way to the top if you want rock and roll. Anyway, if you haven't guessed, we're talking about Jack Black today. <laughs> You're checking in, you. Um, Julia, do you want to explain why we're talking about Jack Black? Jack Black is on TikTok and doing very well for himself. And he's had a very long, tumultuous comedic career. I mean, it's a lot of hits. There are some misses in there, but mostly hits. So yeah, we're just going to talk about the one, the only, the Jack Black. The Jack Black. I love Jack Black. <laughs> I do I too. hope this He's... doesn't age poorly and no one plays this audio and is like, I always knew, mask off. Honestly, I've never heard anything bad about Jack Black. But anyway, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about him because I learned a lot of new things too while doing my research on this. So he was born Thomas Jacob Black in Santa Monica, California on August 28th. His name is Thomas? Thomas Jacob Black. <gasps> Jacob Black. <gasps> Team Jacob. <laughs> dude, dude, okay. Reimagine this. Twilight was actually Stephanie Meyer not only writing Gerard Way fan fiction, but also writing Jack Black fan fiction. It was a Gerard Way Jack Black crossover. Can we reimagine Twilight that way? Is that why Jacob is so fun loving? And warm because Jack Black is so sunny. Yeah. And a comedian. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, uh, so he was born in Santa Monica, California on August 28th, 1969. Uh, he is the son of satellite engineers Thomas William Black and Judith Love Cohen. Cohen. Um, and he was yeah, he was raised in Mimosa Beach, California. And a uh, fun fact, his mother worked on the science ground station for the Hubble Space Telescope and was also a writer. He has three older half-siblings through his mom, and his mother was born Jewish and his father converted to Judaism. So Black was raised Jewish and he attended Hebrew school and had a bar mitzvah. For real? Jack Black went to Hebrew school? Yeah, so he's like full out and had a bar mitzvah. So he's like full... He's Jewish. Like a little match. This isn't some Ben and Jerry's stuff. Uh, Black's parents unfortunately divorced when he was ten years old, and that's when his father mm. actually did stop practicing Judaism. Um, so Black moved to Culver City with his father and frequently visited his mother's home. So it's interesting; he's actually in his dad's home rather than his mom's place. Remember Jack Black's cover of Hanukkah? Hanukkah. No. <laughs> I dare I say it's very good. <laughs> I. Hope I don't get much backlash for this, but it's really good. It's actually kind of fun and it's a great twist on the thing. I think you recorded it with Haim. Like it's like tenacious D energy with Haim. Nice. It's, it's simply fine. Um, so his first acting like appearance was as a child as he appeared in a commercial for the Activision game Pitfall in 1982. He attended the Crossroads schools later in his voice where he excelled in drama and then he later attended University of California, UCLA, but dropped out due to, uh, in his sophomore career to pursue a career in entertainment. He was like, fuck this. I don't want to go to school for entertainment. I'll just go do it. Good uh, him, girl boss. <laughs> girl boss energy. So he did some minor roles and things during like the 90s, um, some like small television film things. But his breakout role was in the into the 2000 films Hot 
uh, High Fidelity as a wild employee in a record store run by John Cusack. Black considers his role in High Fidelity as his breakout role into the Hollywood scene. But I first knew Jack Black in School of Rock in 2003. That's where I thought his career take took off because I was a child. I was about to say, what, what the fuck is High Fidelity? I don't know, but uh, he, I think it's probably like a, uh, people who are older than we were five were probably like boomers. It's <laughs> the boomers, sorry, I had to yawn. But yeah, yeah I first, the- yeah, I first knew him in School of Rock, 2003's School of Rock. And he has a very interesting filmography. First of all, Uh, If you go to his Wikipedia page, he has his own page for his filmography, which not a lot of actors have, but you know who does have it? Jack Black. What? Listen to this. So he goes from 2003 School of Rock. He did a cameo in Anchorman. And then in 2004, also this is the same year, he did his legendary voice role as Lenny in Shark Tale, which is the vegetarian shark, which is like an allegory for a gay character. (laughs) Use a moi. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find. I feel like in this article, I remember this like social commentary. (laughs) It's Shark Tale. Um, Okay, well, the first one's kind of bad. Shark Tale has received controversy for perpetuating negative stereotypes of Italian Americans and its antagonists because the sharks are basically a mafia. Hey. You uh, got your last ghoul. Because <laughs> Robert De Niro is like the mob boss and like Martin Scorsese is like his psychic. I don't know. It's very strange. Um, and also the American Family Association, which is a Christian conservative organization, reigns concerns about Shark Tale, suggesting that it was decided to promote the acceptance of gay rights by children. Because of Jack Black? Because of Jack Black's character Lenny. Jack Black is providing us lots of representation in places where he wasn't necessarily qualified but I don't know if it's I'm mad about Jack Black giving gay representation. Um well I remember as a kid I loved Lenny. I loved calling myself out. I loved Shark Tale as a kid. It's very weird now but it was a great movie in my eyes as eight-year-old. It had Will Smith Angelina Jolie, Jack Black, which I mean, Jacob Black. I mean, it had everybody good in it. It had that awesome remix of Working at the Coast. Yeah, it's oh, Christina oh, Aguilera. Barracuda. Yeah. Yes. Um, by Fergie. And then in 2005, he was in the remake of King Kong, which is a very, it's a, also, he plays like the camera, one of the cameramen. Like, I remember this. I remember like briefly watching it like when my grandma would have it on the background I'm like looking like is that really fucking Jack Black <laughs> why is he in this movie because at this time he was mainly known for comedic roles to so see him in a kind of serious like um like more of a dramatic role was very jarring to me <laughs> same here but wasn't wait wasn't Jack Black in that movie after School of Rock yeah when did School of Rock come out 2003 it feels later to me. Yeah, but that King Kong remake was 2005. Only I remember seeing that and being like, what is, what is Jack Black doing? Me too. But 
but the following year is Nacho Libre. Yeah, what? Okay, that actually, I've, in my mind, in my noggin, the Jack Black movies follow. Nacho Libre, School of Rock, um, King Kong. I can't believe Nacho <laughs> Libre was later. Rank his movies in my the ones that I've seen. I can't rank all of them. I haven't seen all Jack Black's filmography. I'm sorry. Did, you haven't. Also, when did um that movie come out? Tenacious D. Same year, 2006. Tenacious what? D and the I Pick of was, Destiny. I thought that was like a 90. No. Um. When did this? So, speaking of Tenacious D, the band, the comedy rock duo. Uh, founded by Jack Black and Kyle Glass, was formed in 1994. So that's probably why you're thinking 90s. I know things too. <laughs> they had a TV series released on HBO. Uh, it's a three season. Their first album came out in 2001. And then Tenacious D, the movie came out in 2006, which actually didn't do too well in the box office. So that's why there's never been a Tenacious D movie. And also, I read an Fun Facts article that because of the failure of this movie, Jack Black said he would never write another film. What? Yeah. So that's really sad in my eyes, but he lost Jack all that confidence. Black, you gotta get back into it, buddy. Me too, but then no. it's okay. Oh, Jack. Jack. Um, and this is kind of where his career is very rocky in a way. 2000, uh, there are some, a lot of hits like 2008's Kung Fu Panda uh, as the legendary panda named Poe who can fight Kung Fu. <laughs> it sounds Ooh. bad when I explain it, but it's actually, it's a decent film. It's a film series that definitely gets better as the movies go on. Although I have not seen the third one, but I really like the second one. I think okay, that- But if you're and, really blessed- if you're what? really blessed sometimes we'll turn on the tv and fx will be playing back to back to back kung fu panda one kung fu panda two and then kung fu panda three sometimes they play kung fu panda two back to back twice yeah i think that's why yeah and they're like you know what? i think the second one i think a lot of people think the second one's better and i don't know i just really i watched the first one a lot also fun i think kung fu panda did better in the Chinese market than Mulan did. I think they actually liked Kung Fu Panda better. Go figure. OMG! Because Jack uh, Black again giving us representation where maybe he wasn't qualified. Also in that voice cast, like Angelina Jolie again, they made a comeback together. So there's Poe and the Furious Five, which is like five other like characters. And then there's Master Shifu. I know all these. <laughs> but anyway, only- Wait, Okay, go ahead. Have you seen Jack Black with Angelina Jolie on the carpet for Kung Fu Panda when she was pregnant? Yeah, it's very sweet. It's so sweet. It he's is so nice sweet. They're actually, I think, like, good friends. Yeah, I think they're, like, really good friends, uh, which is nice. So, but these characters are, like, Chinese, but only two characters are voiced by Chinese or, like, even Asian actors. It's Jackie Chan and Lucy Liu, and the rest are white, <laughs> so... That's like another discussion for another day, but I just like to point that out. 
Also in 2008, he did Tropic Thunder. And then 2010, he had kind of a flop with Gulliver's Travels and then Kung Fu Panda 2. And he also made like a horror film named Bernie in 2011. Jack Black Oh, it explores the 1996 murder of 81-year-old millionaires uh, Marjorie Nugent by her 39-year-old companion, Bernie Tide, and he plays the murderer. Also, Matthew McConaughey is it, and Shirley MacLaine. So I should watch what? this movie. Yeah. And it did very well. <laughs> it was nominated for some awards, so. Wow. Um, and then recently, you've probably seen him in the new Jumanji movies, which. So have, good. Which are very good. And he does very good in them. So yeah, that's some personal stuff that I learned about Jack Black, which some good also uh, he's been on on youtube and tiktok so he's very much with it with the kids hell yeah and nobody's cooler than jack black no jack black also he's been pretty politically active especially with tenacious d like last election they did that uh rock the vote they did the rocky or time warp and they had like go vote in it and stuff like that if you remember yeah, everyone did the time warp to go get everyone out to vote. Yeah, it's better. <laughs> it's better than Pokemon Go to the polls. Oh, I want Jack Black to do in the Jack Black, Jack Black, Angelina Jolie energy. Can we take that Jack Black to the DNC energy? Like, I think they need Jack Black as their marketer. Honestly. Imagine the DNC as marketed by Jack Black. Political engagement would quadruple. At the age of 14, um, Black did struggle with cocaine use. He said, I was having a lot of troubles with cocaine. I was hanging out with some pretty rough characters. I was scared to go to school because one of them wanted to kill me. I wanted to get out of there, but he got out of that situation. So get on you, Jack. Also, uh, I'm another downer. One of his brothers, Howard, did die of AIDS in 1991 at the age of 36, towards the like height of AIDS epidemic. Was he gay? I don't know. Was he little? I don't know. It doesn't say. And he is uh, currently married to Tanya Hayden. And I do in have... 2006. Yeah, peak they of do. their career. At the peak of his career. Aw, <laughs> very sweet. Look at that flame t-shirt he's wearing. <laughs> Let me describe this image to all of you. Jack Black is wearing a flame t-shirt with a wolf on it. Very Ashley in style. It's like flaming hot Cheeto red. And then he has on um, the most 2000 sunglasses I think I've ever seen. But his wife, she is an artist, musician, and she's, jazz singer. Yeah, she's the daughter of, the, of a jazz bassist. Fucking badass, dude. Um, so they have two she sons. She was in Muppets and Kung Fu Panda. Good for her. <laughs> I feel like that's happened a lot with, like, comedians. With their, they'll get their wives involved like, as much as and they Jack can. And Jack Black has two sons. Yeah, and I remember he did a Markiplier. He showed up in a Markiplier video with one of his kids, and they played Five Nights at Freddy's because yeah, his kid was a fan of Markiplier. But anyway, um, look at this picture of Jack Black. Julia, we are an audio-based podcast. Stop bringing up pictures. <laughs> okay, let me image description. So I have the web my web page up. I can't see half of your face. Anyway, okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so Jack. So this image of Jack, image description, I'm putting in an image description. Keep it in. 
Jack Black oh, in black t-shirt and like a mid-rents um dungaree like overalls holding his toddler child it's very model off duty it's giving me working dad it's giving me feminist it's giving me it's giving me some good stuff source meritcelebcom okay now you can proceed anyway going back to this very political activist even though people don't think about that with jack black but he is he was a very outspoken critic of Donald Trump. On the day of Donald Trump's presidential inauguration, he and Tenacious D bandmate Kyle Glass performed the protest song, The Government Totally Sucks. Black to the, said to the audience beforehand, we haven't played this song for years because it's never felt appropriate, but now we're happy to unleash the beast. The government totally sucks. The government totally sucks, you motherfucker. The government totally sucks. Ben Franklin was a rebel indeed. He liked to get naked while he smoked on the weed. He was a genius, but if he was here today, the government would fuck him up as right as a. Let me tell you something about the government. They're fucking up the environment. Again, activist, film creator, actor, comedian. Well, and that's basically Jack Black. I mean, He's doing great. He's thriving. He's had a, a great career, a very strange career in some people's minds, but he's a strange dude. Yeah. Also, do you want to hear some fun facts I found about him? Yes. All right. Number one, for his role in the 2005 remake King Kong, Black refused to wear any makeup. The decision came after he, he heard a fabricated rumor about Clint Eastwood never wearing makeup in his films. Oh, Jack Black. Well, we all fall victim to misinformation. Yeah. It happens. Just check your sources next time, Jack Black. Another fun fact, understanding the danger of climate change and the importance of facing it for our world, Black has worked on the documentary series Years of Living Dangerously as a celebrity correspondent covering the issues facing low-lying coastal areas as sea levels rise. And Jack Black's a climate activist? Holy shit. Listen. I love him. Anyways, back to Jack Black. How's Jack Black doing? Black claims that his lovable chubby character Nacho from 2006 Nacho Libre was partially based on the sultry Antonio Banderas. <laughs> this uh, author also put, I for one think Nacho is way more alluring than Banderas. <laughs> oh my god. In that one scene with the, these are my leisure clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing, there's like pictures with this article. It's like um, also, another Nacho Libre fact, the filming of Nacho Libre looks like it was a ball, but it wasn't all fun and games. During one wrestling scene, Black jumped from the ring and cracked his head open on a chair. In addition to a wicked shiner, he needed to have stitches above his right eye. Oh my God, Jack Black. He, How did they hide that? I don't know. I guess with his hair or his, his eyebrows were pretty bushy. I think with his hair, probably because his hair was pretty long in that movie. We me watch Nacho Libre. Fun fact, as of now, uh, Nacho Libre is free on YouTube with ads. So if you want to watch Nacho Libre, you can. Everyone can. <laughs> You'll be happy to know that Black actually did the stage dive at the end of School Rocks, but just to be safe, they had a bunch of stuntmen out in the crowd just to make sure no one would drop him. Good. Definitely didn't want a Nacho Libre repeat. School of Rock was before Nacho Libre, though. So he was like, didn't learn. <laughs> it does not make sense. 
I know that that's true. I think School of Rock make may have had a bigger budget because <laughs> kids, oh, yeah. kid, there's a lot of kid actors on that. And I'll say one more fun fact because with the power of Jack Black. So let's uh, also, this is about School of Rock. Led Zeppelin very rarely licenses their music out for commercial purposes, and this has prevented them from being featured in many films and series throughout the years. Despite this, Black and director Richard Linklater were committed to getting them board for School of Rock. In order to convince the band, Linklater filmed Black making a direct plea to the members of the band while standing in front of 1,000 fans who are making noise at the top of their lungs in support. <laughs> the author goes, personally, and I just want to take a, a moment to thank Zeppelin for letting me see Black um, crushing the immigrant song in the movie. That is true. Okay, honestly, it was it was good. It was good. So that is the power of Jack Black. He also seems like a good guy. Obviously, I don't know him personally, so I can't say that. But compared to a lot of celebrities, especially today, when you always hear about uh, shady things they've done or or tweeted or whatever, Jack Black, he seems like a good dude, does things with his kids. Maybe he's problematic. We cannot confirm nor deny, but we we hope that he's not. Just like I kind of bet that we would have a Nacho Libre moment. I kind of am going to bet that, like, everyone has dark spots and flaws. Like, I personally also have a theory when, not relating to Jack Black, but I got, when a star, like, our star, (laughs) anyway, when a star, our starlet, like, comes out in light, like, like Jennifer Lawrence, everyone fucking loved Jennifer Lawrence. Like, everyone thought she was so quirky and funny, and she was in all these fucking movies. After Hunger Games, she was in a fuck ton of movies but then um people were like hey uh they suddenly turned a switch on her and they're like you know what jennifer lawrence sucks i think there's every starlet that or star that's coming to like like everyone loves him at first and i feel like now john mulaney's getting it like everyone loved john mulaney when he started coming on the scene and getting his specials got really popular over netflix everyone was like he's a god in my eyes he's just not problematic at all it was a little weird, but now know. people are like, with this whole divorce and now him having a baby, people are like, John Mulaney's terrible. And it's a whole like parasocial relationship thing. I agree, but I also kind of feel like, I think why he was held so highly in the public eye as like a non-problematic man was because he gained popularity around and after the time that people like Harvey Weinstein were exposed and how like deeply sexist and misogynistic the entertainment industry was and how it was exploiting young women. So I think that John Mulaney coming out kind of on the scene and branding himself as like a wife guy who loved his strong wife, even though he called her a bitch and that was weird. Um, but like just being someone who was like, he seemed like he was fairly progressive and respected women and, and funny and like kind of sensible in this time. Like, I think that was something people were really clinging on to and hoping that he was like the kind of change that they wanted to see in Hollywood. And then when it turned out that, oh, yeah, maybe he isn't that guy. I think that really spooked people up because we want to see the changes that we're desperate for. Like the changes that we want to see like in the earth. Like we want to see people be women like not being exploited by shitty men. We want to see men that are feminists, that support women, that respect women, you know, up on the main stage because that's the kind of men that like, that's the kind of like movement we're going towards socially. So we want to see that reflected back on us in the entertainment industry. And I think people wanted John Mulaney to be that person. And it turned out that maybe allegedly 
that wasn't true for him I think that really hurt people and like mm-hmm. kind of was like shit not him too yeah I think maybe just... this is just me justifying the fact that I'm like damn don't maybe this is just me projecting my own feelings I don't know no I think you're like val- very valid the parasocial thing for sure also like Billie Eilish recently like she was like star she did all these songs and now people are really like she has a very uh her boyfriend's like very homophobic and she's like compared herself to a character in boondocks that uses black scent a lot so it's hard and i feel like people always look to these stars i'm like i guess i just want to remind people celebrities aren't that great (laughs) for me that loves pop culture and all that stuff these people are real people too there's no perfect person just because these people have money and fame and all that stuff and like that's been said for years also like their characters like they're not the same as the actor or whatever like like last night I this might be going off the tangent I'm so sorry but last night I rewatched Harry Potter for the first time I watched um, my nephew was over and he wanted to watch the second movie Chamber of Secrets and I was like oh sure I'll watch that and I want to just say personally fuck you J.K. Rowling for tarnishing this beautiful series like especially like the first few movies and books they're legit magical like all the wizarding stuff and the world building that that fucking turf did it's just like that wow. turf can build a good world yeah and it sucked it's like after a while like when all that stuff came out about J.K. Rowling and um the transphobic comments she made it's all these people like looking at their Harry Potter tattoos and like that was so important to like our generation and like the older millennials like for the books too and people were like well this the old ones <laughs> the older <laughs> our um, elder millennials <laughs> but yeah it's just like watching these that movie again I was like wow fuck you for tarnishing this for a lot of people because this was like a magical series just about a kid trying to make it through life (laughs) in a wizarding world so I think that kind of goes like back to like you want the stuff that you loved as a kid and that inspired you to still inspire you as an adult and be the reflection of what good you want for the world and then it's not Mm -hmm. womp womp but it's yeah um, rich people suck dude I don't know who needs to hear this today but rich people suck business owners and the wealthy the ultra wealthy one percent you know uber wealthy corporations are usually not good people and they usually that system that goes through to turn people into these kind of celebrities which are like just marketing machines are not usually producing the best people either yeah i agree with that statement yeah Um, a lot of them too like are famous for literally no reason but i guess like people that i see i'm not going to say anybody's name but there are, I think we can all point to people who are literally just famous for being the children of famous people and then get roles because they're famous or are able to like write shows or pursue these artistic copies because their parents are literally nepotizing, nepotisming them into these positions. And you see that not only in entertainment in Hollywood, but you also see that in Hollywood for ugly people. A lot of politicians get into the places they are because their mommies and daddies are also politicians. And then they end up in very powerful positions that they might not have been in if their parents hadn't already had the generational wealth and power to pass down to their kids. So yeah. not everyone in power or everyone who is rich or everyone who is famous is a good person and that doesn't mean that they're better than you it just means that they have access to more resources than you Mm -hmm. you are the better future bitch you imagined it so you are the good it just sucks kind of went off on a tangent but that's okay Um, oh okay that's fine (laughs) but to wrap up jack black 
pretty cool career. Uh, go watch some Jack Black movies. Uh, like I said, Nacho Libre is free. <laughs> Nacho Libre is free. Just in summation, Jack Black, in theory, cool dude. In praxis, we don't know. We have no screens. And don't ask us. We didn't. If it comes up to years that he's like a nightmare of a person, we never said anything good about him. We uh, we'll add a disclaimer of like this is before we knew he was a shit man. He was shite. Shit. A proper shite. Before proper we knew shite. he was proper shite. He's a. He's... <laughs> um. Anyway, but thank you so much for listening. What are your thoughts? Let us know. Our socials are in the description below. Please leave us five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts. And we will see you next time. Okay. And until next time. Ready? Rewind.